Hey, it's Brian Hayes. It used to stress me out when things would break in my house. Not anymore, though, and I'm sure you can guess why. Jiffy. The other day, my dryer stopped working. Out of the blue, zero heat. But I didn't panic. I just hopped on the Jiffy app. John came that afternoon, and all my wet laundry was dry in no time. Jiffy saved the day once again. Download the Jiffy app or sign up at JiffyOnDemand.com with the code SPORTS for $25 off your first job. Jiffy, fast and reliable, home maintenance. All right, here we go. Overdrive, off and running, TSN 1050 on the TSN app. Your home smart speaker up on TSN 4. Brian Hazio, Doug, Jeff O'Neill, and our good buddy Jamie Noodles McLennan is back in the fold. And we've traded all those deals from the Leafs yesterday for Noodles today. No deals, wow. Noodles, but you're back, and I'm sure you got a lot of things to say. <laughs> I do. I mean, I've, I tried to squeeze it in. In what what did what was I on for twelve minutes yesterday before the game or whatever? Like, yeah, it was quick. I, I mean, we had to get you on. We had to hear your thoughts on everything. Oh, the first and foremost, the funniest thing is, Arad calls me, and we all have our, his number punched into our phone, right? So he calls me and I answer and I go, "Who's this?" He goes, "It's Arad," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I, I swear, I, I swear, like he thinks I'm serious," and I go. Who's this? And he goes, it's a rod. I go, don't you know I'm working here? Leave me alone. I'm just kind of messing with him. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I know, dude. The guys want me. Obviously, the guys want me on to talk about their pets' heads falling off because That's all right. hell's breaking loose. <laughs> but it was so a rod is the best. A rod sends me daily. He will send me a text. Good morning. I hope your day is going well. I'm like, Arad, just cut to the chase, man. What are we doing today? I don't have the heart to I don't have the heart to send it, but I've been given the old good evening. And I just want to say, take your good evenings and stuff it. Because I'm not having a good evening. Nor am I gonna have a good morning. But he's just he's a great guy. He's He's such a good guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, all about decorum, right? Like that's Arad was raised properly and we're just three yeah, buffoons. Idiots, exactly. basically. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, we had to get you on yesterday at 6 because I can't tell you how many people have been reaching out to me saying, what was that like to be on the air when all that kind of stuff was going on, where the Leafs were making moves and Ekholm was getting flipped? Yeah. And it it was wild. Like, it was a rush yesterday to the point where you get greedy. Like, I'm waiting for Dubis or someone else. you got to yeah, make well, a gotta deal. Give us something. Something's got to happen. Well, Come on. <laughs> Okay, so there's there's one because we all woke up to Jonathan Quick getting traded, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that one was kind of – I watched that game after my game. I watched Winnipeg and L.A. finish off that game, go into a shootout, and nothing was said. It was no buzz on Twitter, and I flew back early this morning. So I'm up at 3.30 in the morning or whatever, and there's, like, tweets out there. I'm like, what? Did he get flipped after the game? And, you know, did he break a stick in the room? Because it sounds like, the, you know – he didn't really see it coming, which is, I don't know how you guys feel. The buzz has been out there. If LA gets a goalie, they got a, they got a team here. Like they're right. a pretty good team. So, did he not think that maybe it was a possibility that they were going to look for you know a younger guy? Like I love Quick. You guys know he's one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. But we all know where, where he's at in his career. And you know, I would would I take a flyer on him? That being said, in this market or something like that, you can get them pennies on the dollar. 
Yeah, I would, just because he's a gamer. It like, sounds like he guy. will be flipped. I, I don't think that's a good sign for Columbus. I'm getting like Raptors, Alonzo Mourning flashbacks here. When you're a team that realizes we need to move this guy or he's going to freak, that's not a good sign for your organization. No, right. No. But I housing think, star players waiting for another move. Right. Like, is he even flying to Columbus or is he just going to stay? Honestly, in LA? I doubt it, dude. He wow. may not. He may not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that being said, like, where do you guys fall on this? Because it's it's a ballsy move by LA. Like to I not like maybe give. I do too. It's I a like bi- it a lot. This is a business. They've given him fifty-eight million dollars over the last ten years, and he's given them Hall of Fame goaltending at certain parts of, of his career there, and been brilliant. And but this is a business, at, and it is cutthroat. But some, is there a happy medium somewhere where maybe I this don't was think a conversation so. a month I, ago? Or because no? what are you going to say to him? Hey, we're thinking of flipping you to the worst team in the league. You think he's going to take that well? <laughs> no. It's never going to land properly. And I think what Quick may be thinking, and this is where he'd have to talk to his agent about the negotiation, is he may have been thinking, and probably deservedly so, I'd like the Patrick Kane treatment. If you're going to flip me, I want to go right. somewhere I want to go. But that's not realistic. Right, it's not realistic with that position. Right? right, like a lot of the high-end teams, they already have their goalie. Wherever he's going, he's probably an insurance policy anyway. Yeah. He doesn't have a no movement. He doesn't have the no trade, and um, you know, Kane was a was a different beast. And and well, Kane's not expected to to play sixty minutes in whatever game he's going to play in. So I look at it like, sorry, it sucks, but you've been very fortunate. All you've known is L.A. You've been living in L.A. making millions for fifteen years, and you got two cups. I think Jonathan Quick will get over it. Yeah. There's an end of an era. There's an end of a kind of a dynasty of players coming up. You looked at Kane getting traded, Quick going down. In the next two or three years, you're going to see like a stretch of hockey in the past 10 to 12, 15 years where some real quality players. I mean, it started with Duncan Keith and Seabrook. and Yeah. There's some there's some damn good well, players the Jonathan last 15 Taze. years. Man. Taze. Yeah, like, Taze. The, who knows what happens with him. But what a what a stretch of hockey for those four or five teams that have those group of really good players. That's that's an impressive run. It, well, it's good. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. It's going to be Malkin. It's going to be Latang eventually. It's going to be Sid. Like mm-hmm. that era, Ovi. I mean, Ovi's going to play as long as he gets the goals. Right? But that's, that's what I was just about to bring up. Like Pittsburgh feels like they're next, but they still they're in. They yeah, want to stay Ovi. in, and they're they're going for it. But hypothetically, like you look at Washington, they're unloading everything. Like, yeah. they're going to keep some of their core pieces, but they are turning things over. They're punting on the season. If Ovechkin was not within 100 goals of Gretzky or wherever he is, wouldn't that be the move? Like, wouldn't it be who wants Ovechkin who can still score and be a beast? And Buddy, what, would that, what are you what would that talking trade look like? about? If you're going south, if you if you are taking the sentiment out of it, if you are if you're Washington and you think you need to reload, you've had a great hey, twenty you years. You can't take the sentiment out of a guy that's breaking he's buddies with Fred Leonis. I understand, and that's <laughs> you, why it's not gonna happen. That's why he's can't but I'm speaking hypothetically. He signed a ten year extension, whatever the hell is going on. No, he did sign a ten year extension and he may not accept it. But right. I would suggest if you're looking to turn your roster over, wouldn't that be the guy? Like wouldn't yeah. that be someone you put on the docket and see what's out there? They're not doing it. Because he's not going anywhere. Because the owner doesn't want him to. And he's going to break Gretzky's record as a capital. That's happening. Yes. This is purely yeah. hypothetical. But if you feel like you might be taking a couple of steps back, 
I would say Ovechkin would be quite the spicy meatball. Well, wouldn't he? Oh, you're mean, right, but here, here's the thing. Be. He's 37, and he's got three more years on his deal at 9-5. So, Ooh. you know, that that's one thing. And, and I know we talk about it at nauseum, and it makes people sick, but I'll use the Ken Holland, like dollar in, dollar out. Like that's a – Still, he brings, we'll say, 30 to 50 goals the next three years. I still believe he will. Like mm-hmm. every, he's, he's like, he's so reliable. But that's a big It's not going to happen. Contract. It's hey, purely hypothetical. Man, would you man diaper up if he was out there and Columbus picked him up for the last three years? <laughs> I don't know how I'd react to that. <laughs> I'm not sure how I could answer that question. But it's not going to happen. I understand that. Like Washington, they're not moving him. That's a business decision. Ovi will yeah. likely retire yeah. a capital. Let's get off it because it's just stupid and it would never happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But the same thing, like you mentioned Malkin and Latang, they're not the right. equivalent of Ovi, but they're not far in not terms far of what off. they represent in Pittsburgh and all they've known is, is being a Penguin. And those teams are kind of in flux. That's a really curious situation in Pittsburgh. By all accounts, sit in company. They wanted to keep the band together. It's like, don't even think about letting. They flirted with the idea of Malkin moving, and it's like, no, we got to keep these guys together. But what happens if you keep the guys together and you miss out on the playoffs? What do you think? It's actually going to get better next year? It's not. No, it's not. Right. So you're in a bit of a pickle now. You decided to keep everybody. But what if it just doesn't that doesn't well, fly? You kept him on term two. Oh, like Malkin's got three more years at six one, which is I mean it's not ten. So six is more in today's world a more manageable number. Um, and Latang has one, two, three, four, five more years at six one as well. So Latang younger at thirty five, but. My whole thing with Latang in watching him, and he's brilliant. He scored a couple overtime goals recently, a couple, but it's the it's the heart issue, like it's the right. strokes and stuff. Like that's like I worry about life for him. Like just you know, obviously he's been cleared to come back, but keeping the band together, they made that commitment. Oh, and Jimmy Rutherford, he went all in, and the cupboards are bare now. They they've cycled through. Like this isn't a situation where they've got. You know, a bunch of prospects and that pushing guys out. They are going to have to retool on the fly around those three guys. Yes. Yes, they are. And listen, you've got character guys. You've got winners. You've got all-time yep. greats, Sid and Gino and Latang. But that Pittsburgh is not in a very good spot. Now, as for where the Leafs factor into all of this, where the Leafs are in Edmonton tonight, this has got to be the most anticipated game of the year, isn't it? Like, Luke Shen's not there yet. He I don't think he's playing tonight. Gustafson's going to meet them in Calgary tomorrow. But Lafferty's going to play, and McCabe's going to play, and you're up against McDavid and Dreisaitl and the Oilers for the first time. And you're going to see the Oilers twice in the next week and a half. So I think a lot of Leaf fans are really jacked to see how everything plays out and how the team responds because the last 24 hours has been a whirlwind, to say nothing of the last two weeks in general, starting with the O'Reilly and Achari deal where – they have brought in six players who are likely going to play. Like six, six guys. Exactly. You're talking a third. third of your dressed lineup come game one may have been acquired in the last two weeks. I, I was trying to come up with an analogy, and I'm sure you guys talked about it at length yesterday, but it's almost like you know, Kyle has had two teams he's built here. He built a regular season team that has been up to here, and then – 
now he's asked the guys who are not kind of, you know, play a certain way, you guys can exit stage left and we're going to bring in, you know, a more playoff savvy roster at the deadline for the last 20 games. So this team looks more like the teams, and I said, I think I said this to you guys yesterday, like the teams that everyone else builds. You know, there's grit and there's guys that can fight and, and may not be analytical darlings, but, you know, they can bring it at critical times. Whereas the team before, it's like regular season, Tuesday night, November, yeah, flying around, no hitter, no nothing. And, and they've gotten to the point, what is 82 points or whatever, with that version of the team, you got a completely different team. The core is still there, but a completely different look and feel to the team moving forward. Yeah, I, I think there's so many different things to break down. I'm, I'm sure I'm like you guys. My head's been racing for 24 hours here. Mm-hmm. A couple things that stick out. One, never believe any GM when he says he doesn't make moves based on what other teams are doing. Dude, what about this one, Hayes? I had my buddy text me today, and he's like, yeah, but they won't do that because that guy said he doesn't want a rental. I go, did you not hear Kyle Dubas? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, every GM will float out something, and it's just not true. It's I couldn't not believe true. he said it. He goes, yeah, but they don't want a rental. Anything they say publicly leading up to the deadline is it's it, nonsense. It really it, it has a very good chance of being complete nonsense. There is some truth in there, but there's also a lot of either misleading or right. incomplete comments. But this is an example because I'm sure you have heard from so many different people like I have. Well, you know, is it too little, too late? Did they why didn't they do this years ago? You had to make moves to improve your team if you have any chance of getting through Tampa and Boston, and then probably Carolina or New York. Like, if you're in, you have to do this. That doesn't mean Dubas and and Shanahan are necessarily comfortable, but if you're in, you have to be in. Because what I think was clear was they looked at the roster two and a half weeks ago and said, we're very good. We're very good. Maybe we get to a game seven. Maybe the coin flip goes our way and we get to the next round. They did not believe the makeup of that team could win 16 games in the spring. They did not believe it. So they had to make these moves. It was necessary. And I believe that is as much about internal reflection and breaking down who you have and what you have. That might be 80% of it, 90% of it. But the other 10 to 20 was look at Tampa, look at Boston, look at New York, Carolina, Jersey. It's a death march in the East. So if you're in, you got to be in. And I think that's exactly what's happened here. And I think in terms of focusing on Tampa in particular, there were two things that were never going to change. It's impossible to change. You were not going to have the best goalie in the series. Can't happen. Was never going to happen. Can't. Vasilevsky sure. is going to be the man. It didn't matter what you did last summer or what you do between now and 3 p.m. on Friday. You are not getting a better number one goalie than Vasilevsky. And you're not getting a better number one defenseman than Victor Hedman. It was not going to happen. Will not happen between now and 3 p.m. on Friday. So what can you do? Be better in every other category. Try to be deeper in terms of your depth on defense. Try to be tougher. Try to be more skilled up front. The coach, you better be ready to cook, man. You better. You got to beat Cooper, and then you got to beat Montgomery. Like you got to be ready to go because the number one goalie, number one defenseman, wasn't going to happen. Can't happen. But everything else can. And that's on the least to do it. 
Man, you've had that in the chamber all wow, day. That, you, oh, know wow. you, pra- you practiced that at about 11 o'clock last night laying in bed. I like, have video you know of it, yes. You, no, you, went down there, you went down there and turned your thing on and tried it. You, called, J- you, you called JP and said, fire it up. I want to see yeah. how this if it it's lands. A pre-taped That's right. segment. He just rolled it. I love yeah. it. I, I actually, that, he, there was a Q word. I didn't even say that live. He just played yeah. it. That's great, though. But it is true, and... When you're looking at it, though, it 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 just looks different. It's going to feel different. It might take them some games to, to settle in, chemistry, all of that type of stuff. You know, the spine of the team hasn't changed. So, you know, power play, your top players, they're all going to be fine. But how's it going to look at the bottom end? How's, you know, them settling into the system the way the guys like to play? Adjustments back either to the east or to a team that – has higher expectations you know McCabe and Lafferty come to mind you know you're playing in a little different system little different expectations in uh, Chicago same thing with Luke Shen but Luke Shen knows this market he knows the the expectations a guy like that I'm sure would be very excited to come back to where it all began for him but now he's gone full circle he's a grizzled vet right Um, you know he's married kids yeah whole nine probably 30 pounds heavier of muscle like he mm-hmm. just a I don't know why for some reason I look at him and I just think of like old pictures of like the hulk like he's just this he is monster. a monster he, he is a big on big the back boy end. yeah so it it's good but th- you know what they're giving themselves an opportunity it might come down to still a coin flip but at least you've given didn't yourself you say, that. Didn't you say Noodles that the trainer was gluing two blue helmets together? <laughs> well, I watched him the other day, and I was like, his head is so big. Now, he I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. He's just such a large man. Milan Lucic is. is a large man. Like yep. when you He's exactly in, like that. He's just a massive human being. He's a massive human being. And the best being. thing about the guy He's morphed into an older, grizzled veteran now, and he plays for keeps. Yeah. He, along the way, has picked up a bunch of different things in his journey, and he understands now the most important thing of all, winning a championship. Did he win one or two championships? I think, I think he won. won two in Tampa. Maybe he did. I yeah. thought it was the- one, but I thought it, it was his brother won the one year, and then he won the next year. Right. I thought he yeah. got brought in. But it was more, you're right, he's picked up tidbits along the way. He's had to adjust his game to stay in the league because it wasn't that long ago he was kind of on the cusp of bouncing around you know one-year deals and all right we'll bring him in but he's become very very effective of what he does and i would argue that he's probably just going to play third pairing mm-hmm. right side in and out of the lineup it may not be every hard. night right like it may not yeah. be every night they got a lot of options here bringing in shan bringing in gustafson and yeah. like there's certain guys you know are going to play and it's on Keith to figure out how it's all going to shake out. And, again, we're not convinced, I think I can speak for the three of us, that maybe something else could still be on the horizon here. you still got 48 hours. And yeah. Dubas, I'm sure, is still working the phones. Who that might be, I don't know. Where, where that player would line up in, in the lineup, I'm not sure. Is it a forward? I doubt it's a defenseman. Maybe is a goalie. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's don't difficult they have to too get a many D? Don't they have to actually maybe move one out technically or do something with somebody? Yep. Is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like, because you even got Connor Timmins way down the line. You got Jordy Ben who cleared waivers. You yeah. got nine, ten guys that you yeah. know might think they have a chance at at playing or or believe that they should have a chance at playing, and yeah. it's not the case. But 
It's a big turnover. And, you know, Leaf fans, there's always going to be debates and arguments. And I think if there's success here, if the Leafs actually win and go on a run here, there's a chance for both sides of the fence to claim victory here where, you know, the side that claims, you know, stick with it, stay, keep the pieces, keep the core, keep the skill, have the high-end talent, pay those guys whatever they need to be paid. If it, if if they win, that still applies, right? Like all those core pieces are still here. Team Corsi pl- meets Team I test and I, they form a bond? I think right. so because then uh, on the flip side of that, if they go on a run after this, the opposite side of that fence can say, well, they, they have six new players. They're tougher. Tavares is on the wing. you got two new goalies. Like, they did make a significant change. They did. They, they changed it. That's where I was saying. They changed it to a traditional-looking team mm-hmm. because you needed to to have success from this point on into the, deep into the playoffs. You're right. They can marry the two. The only difference they did is they said, you know, we, we're going to spend the money and do every, whatever we can to keep the, the, the high-end talent. And then when we can fit it in at the deadline, we'll shift. And like I say, it's like right. six, you know, you guys out. This, thank you for your nice regular season. We're going to bring in some seasoned veterans and guys who play a little bit different. And this is the run that we want to go on on this side. Right. So it can marry. It's just they've gone at it a different way than just, for it example. It's, and it's different from even from the beginning of the season. It's like in preseason and the beginning of the year, it's like, it was Nick Robertson and Gino Malgin, and it was like, yeah, it was small little. And I, I was looking, and I'm like, okay, I got to make an assessment. Is this guy a good player? Yeah, he's a good player. But then you think big picture, and down the line, you're like, a line with Nick Robertson and Gino Malgin on it. It's like that's fun and everything in preseason or beating Columbus eight nothing in the beginning of the year. But come go time, that doesn't fly. That doesn't that doesn't take as you say hazy that doesn't land. No, right. it doesn't land and it didn't land. And that's why, you know, Dubas and company uh decided to go down this road and why you had to take this route because in the summer free agency there's only so much money you have. Yeah. There's only you're competing with all these no different kidding. teams and you know, at the draft, if you could draft and develop all these pieces, go for it. It's not possible, so you can't do that. So the third option is trade deadline when there's, you know, 12 or 15 teams that are out and selling and you've accrued cap space and you're moving pieces around, and that's what they had to do. They had to wait. They had to buy their time. Well, and and, and think of this being a lot different if St. Louis was a better team. Right. That, their expectations were a lot different than what they are right now. So – if St. Louis doesn't hit the ditch and doesn't have any, that's the best example. Noodles. They got to go right? somewhere else. If they're O'Reilly going... and Achari are, are in a playoff spot in St. Louis, they're still in St. Louis. Exactly. That's so you have to bide your time. There is Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. I'm sure that they targeted, but you have to also have a little bit of luck from the other way. Going, we didn't. I mean, I don't think Ken Holland woke up today going, I I banked on Ekholm being on my roster at the start of the season. Right. Nashville's been a playoff team for really every year, it seems like, right? So all of a sudden, Nashville sellers, they need to upgrade. He's available. you got to make it work. So there's – that's the – I don't know how you felt. Like, the human part of it, it was – 
I felt a bit bad, like guys hugging each other, saying goodbye. Like I've I've gotten traded. I you know it's emotional. I, yeah, I it's oh, real life stuff. It's, it's real life. Like it's hard. You you walk onto the bus, you walk into the room, and you know those are guys that you've gone for dinner with, you've gone for nights out, you've gone to movies. Some guys live together, and that like you'll always be friends, but you'll never. Um, have the same relationship because you'll never live in the same city again professionally mm-hmm. like that's the hardest part i you know i joke we have we're having strutty on i played with strutty and then when i never played with them i would see him in the summers and we'd talk during the season but it wasn't like you know we're taking a peek three times a week like we did when we played together right you know, a little different it's very different well let's take a peek with strutty because the leafs are in edmonton tonight so we'll tee that game up get his take on what the oilers have done what the other teams throughout the league have done strutty's objective take on the leafs and where he stands on things going into the game tonight leafs oilers tonight leafs in calgary tomorrow in vancouver on saturday we're going to see debuts tonight likely debuts tomorrow um, there's a lot going on here so strutty's coming up Jerry's percentages in about an hour. Darren Dreger still to come. The Raptors with a must win last night, and it happened. It was it was tight, but they found a way to get the win. Now they hit the road for five, and a tough five-game roadie. But we'll start looking ahead to that later this afternoon as well. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app. All right, we have a pair of Leaf tickets to give away. Leafs Avalanche, March 15th. Every day this week, we will provide the clue to the identity of a current or ex-Maple Leaf player. On Friday, you'll have a chance to call in and name that Leaf. Today's clue, the third of the week. This former Maple Leaf played more than 1,100 games in the NHL. More than 1,100 in the National Hockey League. So there you go. There's your third clue. It's a big game. Big game tonight. Leafs in Edmonton. Leafs in Calgary tomorrow where Daryl Sutter, he just needs a save, man. He just needs a save. You got to come with the heat sooner or later. You kind of hide around it, and you can talk about four-check possession cycles, and then it's just you got to drop the hammer and just come with it. We need to save, so do yeah. do it or don't. It's true, though. I mean, what I don't even know. I, I was watching that game. It was 57 to – what did it end 18, up? 18, I think it was. 57 to 18. Now, Vladar starts and has a, a poor start, gives up two goals, and Markstrom goes in. Can't really lay blame on the. the that's where you time. need to save noodles. But you that's know what that I mean. Better like, than anybody. It is. It. But I'm saying Markstrom coming in, it, that's not on him. Both those goals were backdoor goals. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the tying goal. You're on a penalty kill, and Zadorov steps up and destroys. <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> destroys um, DeBrusque, and that is a two-on-one. Like I'm just like, why? Even you look at if you go back at the video, look at Chris Tanev's face. He's like, is my partner doing this right now on a penalty kill? But anyways, they, they, um, Calgary They're threw They're struggling, they man. Could. They're yeah, in trouble. Exactly. In they trouble. are. You're right. They're in big trouble. And like Daryl said today, he's like, you look at all of our numbers, what we do. We don't give up a lot of shots. Don't give up a lot of chances. We just, we are goaltending. It's just not yeah. good enough. And they're, they're chasing the playoffs now. They're five points out. Like yeah. five points with 20 games to go, 21 games to go. That is tough. That is daunting. Um, but the Leafs are, are in Calgary tomorrow. They're in oh, yeah. Edmonton tonight, which means a lot of Leaf fans, I believe, an early local start, which is probably the way oh, it should yeah. be. We Bring don't want to be up too in. late. Bring this cat in. i got to ask him a question. All right, here's our pal uh, Jason Strudwick from TSN out in Edmonton. Go ahead, O. What do you have for Struddy? Struddy, was there ever a scenario around deadline time where you caught a sniff of a GM wanting your services on another club? Yeah. You know what? Well, you know, there's always rumors, obviously, uh, I was a desirable player. 
But uh, for you know, who, I, though? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, I got traded one time for Gina Ojic. Uh, you know, so obviously Mike Keenan valued soft hands, nice skating ability that he saw in me. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's another time that I don't know if it was true or not. I was with Chicago, and they, Buffalo was going to trade for me, and or that was the rumor at least, right? And I was like, oh man, I, I was so excited because they were a good team, and we weren't very good. But it didn't happen. So then. Uh, I just had a longer right. summer. <laughs> <laughs> they saw that shift of you defending again. Like Hang on a sec. Is, is that the extent of it? There, there, there was no more wanting of the study? No, well, I mean, I was always, I mean, listen, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I would have been like a depth guy. You know, and I guess winning a Stanley Cup is fun, but if, it, like, so let's just look at it this way. Let's say I was a sixth defenseman on one team. If I get traded to a team that's going to, you know, go deep in the playoffs, I was probably the seventh or eighth. I was probably not even going to be allowed to watch the games. So, you know, like, going there, like, if you win as an eighth defenseman, do you still win? I don't know. I guess you get your – maybe you get your name on the trophy and a cut of it. But I, I don't know. I, I wasn't super excited. So it wasn't like I was out there pushing for it. But I just don't think anyone is really killing me. I was, I was like Bagger Vance. I came into an organization that was struggling. I was Johnny Goodtimes, kept the energy going. And then when they're ready to win, they ship me off to the next team. There you go. Tony Robbins of the NHL, Jason yeah. Strudwick. Smaller hands. Smaller yeah. hands. There, there, is, oh, there is that possibility. Single-handedly yeah. delivered a silver medal for Canada. No one brings that up when I see, like, Canadian golden moments. At the Spangler? Moments, I guess. Yeah. Spangler moments. Shreddy, the golden goal. Yeah, the yeah. silver goal. The silver oh, sorry, goal. the silver goal. Which means silver you get burned. Goal. If you're a defenseman and you end up with silver, you got burned. Yeah. <laughs> that's the silver goal. It was goal. like Michael Jordan when he was sick in that playoff game. That's how I played in the gold medal game. Didn't win it, but I was out there. Man, was I solid. Just okay. delivering, making plays. Well, Struddy, what's the buzz like out in Edmonton? I mean, um, you got the Leafs in town tonight. They're making moves. Matias Ekholm is on his way to Edmonton. It, it seems like a pretty positive part of the country right now. Oh, man, people were dying for a trade. All, everyone else was trading for all these great moves. You know, you got the Leafs, the Rangers, on and on the list goes. And, and our show is getting just peppered. This Ken Hall is the worst GM ever. And all of a sudden, oh, Matias Ekholm, this isn't bad. This might help, you know, so... I think you got to see what everything, what it all looks like when it's done. But, yeah, I mean, I think Ekholm's a nice piece. I, I really like what the Leafs have done as well. You know, give credit where it's due. Um, you know, a lot of teams are making really, what it seems like, shrewd moves to upgrade their squads. Strutty, what do you think it is about, like, validating Kenny Holland after the transaction? Like, what is it with fan bases in, in hotbed hockey markets is it is it the element that the GM cares as much as they do, and that's why they pulled the trigger, and that's why the fans could say, "Oh, okay, we can accept that." Like they attach themselves to a trade so much, like it's life or death. Is that because they just want to keep up with the Joneses and they see other teams doing it? No, hundred percent, and that's that's what it is, you know. And, and I had friends that text me on the show all the time, like, "Oh, this is the worst GM. He doesn't ever do anything. He's he's old school. Doesn't even know how to use his phone." Well, I don't know how to use a phone either, but I'm pretty good at what I do. So, you know, you kind of gotta you gotta just be patient and see the whole work. Like, you know, you could make the case that one of his moves was to add Costin early in the year, and that's been a really nice addition. Physical player can skate, can send chip in some goals. So that I think takes away the the need to add a, you know that extra element of grit through your lineup. So I think that does make a difference. But 
you know, he had to make a move. And I, I think that addressing the back end for me was really important. Ekholm is just that solid, dependable 20 to 23 minutes, whatever it is, per night that you know you're going to need in a playoff series. And, and, and hopefully what, for older fans, would be a long playoff run. Unfortunately, he sacrificed Tyson Berry, and he was elite at helping facilitate the older's power play. So what is that power play drop-off? You know, I, I kind of looked at it today, and let's say it drops off 5%. And uh, because now maybe someone else running it, well, that takes you down to 27%. And over the course of the year, I think that would have been about 10 goals on the power play. So you're looking at one every six games. And I, I, that has some effect on, your, on the outcome of your games. But also on the flip side, what does that home do to stabilize that back end? How does he help Bouchard? How does maybe a few less minutes for Nurse? How does that help his game? How does it help CeCe? So, you know, is it, is it net positive? You know, you maybe lose 10 goals on the power play, but do you add or subtract I don't know. I just pick a number. 20, 20 on the, on the five on five that help you win more, you know, like, so I think that's how you have to look at it. The team, uh, has changed, uh, the way they're gonna, I think they're gonna look when they play against other teams. Now your left side, you've got Nurse, Ekholm, and Kulak. The right side, you know, you're still trying to figure it all out, but, uh, you know, there, there's some guys that I think now have opportunity to kind of really steal their, their, their minutes. Strutty, you just talked about the defensive core. If you had to pinpoint, is there a lot of trust in the goaltending tandem? I mean, you know, there's been, uh, you know, Jack Campbell had a terrible start. Uh, he went on a run here recently where he's been getting wins and points where he's been playing. And then Stuart Skinner, after the, the um, uh, All-Star game, kind of hit the ditch a little bit and getting his game back in order. Where's the trust level? Will that be tied to the defensive core, you think? You know, they, I think the others after the after the uh, Christmas break, they had a great, you know, they had a really great work of five on five defending. I thought they, they were really detailed, and much like all teams, but you know, specifically to the Oilers, they have the tendency to gift goals. So something that was not there is suddenly now an opportunity for the other team to score, and it, it happens. But you know, for the Oilers, I think it happens too often. And an example would be full control of the puck on the top on uh, the top of your circle as a D man. And 10 seconds later, it's in the back of your net because you've mishandled the puck or tried to, you know, one of those, those famous Jeff O'Neill cross-ice diagonal passes that, you know, you, you do in warm-up, but it would never work in a game. And that's the risk, right? And, and I think when they play sound, more sound defensively and are smart with their plays, it doesn't end up in their back of their net as much. So, uh, but at the end of the day, your goalie sells to bail you out sometimes. And, and I thought Campbell was doing that. He's got away from it a little bit. I think Skinner's been pretty consistent. So I, I think this next 20 games, it's really going to be a duel between these two guys to see who is the starter, um, you know, when the, when the playoffs started, when it commences. Um, because I, I think probably I'd go with Skinner, um, but they're going to need Campbell to keep pushing and keep finding his game and trying to get up to that, that, that level that they brought him in to be. With Jason Strudwick, Leafs uh, in Edmonton tonight playing the Oilers, and uh, the Leafs have acquired Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, now Luke Shen, Eric Gustafson, I believe since the last time we spoke to you, Struddy. What do you make of, of these moves, and, and how do you feel about the Leafs today compared to maybe two weeks ago? Yeah, great work, I think, by Kyle Dubas. You know, Ryan O'Reilly, is I, I've always loved him. Uh, I remember playing against him. I thought he was really smart, competitive, and just hard to play against in his way, right? Like, he's always seems to be in the right place, good stick, all the things that, you know, Leafs fans are going to come to love about him. And then you, you talk about the deal with Chicago, and I, I'm not a capologist. I, I, I need help to understand how, you know, the Blackhawks felt that was enough return and to keep half the money for Jake McCabe. I, I just, 
that is seems like a gift. I don't know if maybe Dubas will be in his wedding party. I don't know what's going on, but it, it is amazing that he was able to swing that. Um, and then again, make the trade with Washington, get another first rounder back to you know either recoup what you've put out or maybe to add another piece depending on what they want to do with that cap space or, or Murray, the goaltending. So I, I really like what they've done. I, and I think they're a harder, a little bit heavier team to play against because make no mistake, you, you know, the Leafs are going to have to beat Tampa. I, I just, and, you know, sooner or later, you, you hope you can beat them and get past them. Uh, the only question mark I'd have now is, you know, defense, I think I still lean towards Tampa, but in the Nets, I don't think it's any question or debate about which goaltender is, is the better one. So, you know, can you count on Murray to be healthy? Is he the right goalie? I'm not sure, but it, you know, if you're not healthy, it's hard to tell. And then you got Samsonov behind him, and then you know, I think Noodles is actually is in the e-bug situation. So, you know, I think the goaltending is a little bit. It's a, I'd be a little bit worried if I was on that team and or a fan of that group. Not to be Debbie Downer, I know you're gonna all hate me for it, but I think someone has to be the voice of uh, reason here. Yes, I think we'd all concede. Vasilevsky's a very good goaltender. <laughs> that is the voice of reason. You got us yeah. on that one, Strutty. Yeah. He is a good goalie, and that's going to be tough. That's the truth. I mean, but Vasilevsky's a beast. You're, you're right, Brian, but like we said before, like you're not trading for anybody to upgrade over Vasilevsky. What you do need is somebody that you can trust and then hope that your team defense, hope that your star players match or carry or outmatch the other team and you're right like you can circle the d where nobody the leafs don't have a headman Hayes said that earlier in the show the leafs don't have a vasilevsky but what are you going to do to bridge that gap as a team that's where i think it, it comes in and if it's a coin flip you better your star players better get you through that coin flip you've got to be that's kind of what i'm looking at when the leafs match up against tampa i think they're a lot better suited i don't know how you feel strutty today than they were two weeks ago because I, you know, oh, you're the same way. I wasn't a fan of Pierre Engvall the way he played. I'm sure he's a fantastic person, but at 6'5", you, you have to, you know, be able to get out of the egg suit and, and, and hit somebody out there. And to me, they got harder to play against in the last 10 days. That's what's going to get you through in the playoffs is your depth. But the irritability, you know, the, the, the intangibles, and I know people hate saying that, but Struddy, don't you agree the physicality is going to be a real big factor heading in the playoffs? Well, well, look at Tampa's team. I mean, they're a hard team to play against. You look at their fourth line or look at Nick Paul or uh, Tanner Snow, who they just added. Like, that's a hard, heavy group to play. But even like Braden Point, he's not a treat to play against. You know, Sorelli, no. uh, or um, he's another guy. Like, they've got all those guys that are, like, they're they're hard to play against, and you need to be able to match it. So, you know, I'll be interested to see how they work the defense. Like, you know, I think you got to get Luke Shen in that series. So how did, how does he get in there, right? How does he how does he get his minutes, and who has to come out to make that happen? Because you want to have people that can match up, and it's not about fighting, but it's about going into the corners heavy and winning those puck battles. You know what Marner can do in Matthews, but... You know, those guys are going to have to dig in as well. But, you know, you need other guys through the lineup because if, if you're a guy that's just there, especially on that third or fourth line who's just present, and you're not, you know, you're not scoring, you're not physical, yeah, you can skate fast, but most of the guys in the playoffs all start skating faster as well, you know. So how do you contribute and kind of make it heavier, heavier, heavier lineup to play against? And I'll just go, go to uh, look at the team that won last year with Josh Manson. I think Manson was the perfect pickup for that group. Yeah, they got McCarr. Yeah, they got Taze and Byron, who I think is, is a hell of a young player. Then, some, you know, Eric Johnson. But Johnson and Manson, they were heavy 
not fun guys to play against, a little bit of edge to their game, and you need to have that. So I honestly, guys, like I, I, I think the Leafs have done a great job. I, I mean, McCabe, you know, he's he's a nice guy to add. Uh, you know, Lafferty, they've got guys now that can bring that, and it'll just add to what they have. It's it's not about the brawling and all that. It's about being hard to play against, so your top guys can do what they do. So I'm. I don't know. I, I, that'll be must-watch. That if that is indeed the first round, I think that's must-watch. And if you get past that, now you got to play most likely the Bruins, a team that also has that same edge. So and two pretty good goalies as well, and a good defense. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to earn every series, every win that Toronto at least get or don't get. They're going to have to earn them. Uh, but now I think they're in a position to to make that happen more spread out through the lineup. Absolutely, and uh, again it. It starts tonight in Edmonton. It's going to be a fun one out there, Struddy. Enjoy it. Do yourself a favor. Track number 16 on the Maple Leafs. He's a good player. Yeah. I like him. I've heard, I've heard he's up-and-comer. Yep. I heard he's an up-and-comer. So he I'm is. actually going to the game with my son. I'll be there. I'm going to be the O on the Oilers with no shirt on. So my son's the I. <laughs> You'll have your Marner jersey on tonight. You'll have your Marner jersey on. Enjoy it. My least PJs. Uh, oh, no, that's – sorry, that's Tavares. Wrong, wrong guy. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right Struddy. Enjoy it. Thank you, buddy. See you, guys. Jason Strudwick from uh, DSN out in Edmonton. <laughs> that would be a good game to go to. And the Oilers yeah, will be here be. next Saturday. That will be a fun one, too. I like that it's a – you know, you get an opportunity – to see them in a couple weeks, I'd like to see them more play against each other, obviously, with what McDavid's doing this season. But, mm-hmm. you know, two games in a couple weeks. and Didn't and, the Leafs and, have to go out there for a four-pack in a row during the bubble? Yeah, they played Wasn't them it? three in a row. Three? It was three in a row. Yep. That's where they beat them like three times, but it was like two shutouts. Mm-hmm. And then one go- and they had three different goalies. I think three goalies. It was Hutchinson. Who were the goalies today? Anderson, Hutchinson, Campbell, and Campbell. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember, but you're right. It was three games, and they they were out there for three, and then they maybe went to Calgary for two, and it was yeah. It remember was that wild schedule? That was insane. Well, mm-hmm. you, you guys, I I did the last two days. I did Ottawa, Detroit, back to back in Ottawa. Right. And we were talking to General Manager Pierre Dorian at the morning skate a couple days ago, and then Claire Hanna asked him like. You know, do you re- remember doing this? And do you like these back to back? He goes, we we had to do them in the bubble all the time, right? Because the team would come in and play a couple games, and off you go. I, I will say it kind of adds to the emotion. Like there was some a bit of gritty, gritty play in those two games that that I did the last couple. It was of days. chippy last night. Very Ottawa chippy. looked good, man. Ottawa. It's interesting. We'll come back and we can we can get into this. We'll ask Dregs about this. Ottawa's five points out of the playoffs. Calgary's five points out of the playoffs. Which one has a better chance at punching a ticket? Get to also, that. Also, hang tight. There's a couple transactions to possibly get to. Sounds like some things are starting to come in as we expected they would. So we'll uh, keep you updated on that. Darren Dreger still to come in 20 minutes. Jerry's percentages in about 45. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 4. All right, Darren Dreger in about 15 minutes. Jerry's percentages at 5:30. Or on the Raptors win last night. What's going on with uh, the Lakers? They lose last night without LeBron. John Morant is in the news, and it's off the court stuff. This guy always in the news. There's a lot of stuff following this guy, man. John Morant. Is it the drug testing? No, this is um, accusations of assaults and like threatening. Oh, like we're talking some. Yeah, making threats. All yeah, that. stuff that really is not a good look, if true. If yeah. true, really not a good look. Um, so more on the NBA and where they're at. 
a little bit later this afternoon. I'm seeing the Canucks are making deals. That guy's a good player. Yeah, like so let me explain the deal here because I think in Vancouver you're like, wait a minute, are you buying? Um, so Philip Heronik, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, yep. is on his way to Vancouver for Detroit. Um, yeah, he's on the way to Vancouver, and the Canucks are getting Detroit's 2023 fourth-round peg in exchange for the conditional first-round pick they acquired in the Bo Horvat deal, so the Islanders deal, and Vancouver's second-rounder this year. So they give up a first and a second to get a player and a fourth. And so right-shot defenseman, I don't, I'm, and it's an interesting move. He's a young guy. I think he's 25 years old. Yeah, he, he's, he's a point producer. He's got a bomb from a, for a shot. Like, watching him the last couple of days, like, he's he's um, – He's a pretty good, like a pretty good defender. Like, obviously, maybe they they go. We need a guy for Quinn Hughes to play with. Like, he's a. Pretty Why is solid Detroit player. getting rid of him though? That's what I, I can't know, figure that's out. Such a weird... Like, okay, you just signed Larkin to the extension. There's a lot of circling through. Like now that they just signed that Jake Wallman to a three-year extension at three point four, he's a nice player too. Noodles, maybe I, I they would, wheeled into Ottawa and said these two games are everything for us, and they got spanked, and they just said, "Yep, that that could be it." You also have to take a look at more. Cider is going to need an extension at some point. Heronix, a good player, is a point producer. Probably wouldn't be able to fit two of them in there. Like I, I don't know the plan, but it it just it, we all think that the the top teams are loading up. I think the bottom teams still need to continue to try and make their team better moving forward. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see, like, what's Pierre Dorian going to do at the deadline here? What's Ottawa do in the next two days? Ottawa's you know? interesting, right, because they still they got to jump over teams. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the damage they've done to themselves with such a poor start, but they're really starting to hum, man. Like, they're really yeah, starting dude, to play. You, you can't do that to Brady Kachuk. I, I honestly don't think for optics you can just say, you guys kind of got it together, and you're picking up steam. Like you, you can't blow it up. You got to keep going in next year. Hope it works. But try for this year. Try to acquire a player that maybe can be on board for this year and a couple years down the road. Who knows what's allowed there, though, because well, of the situation with ownership. But they got a damn good team right now. So you can't tell those guys, "Nah, we're going to fire away some guys." Can't do it to them. They need, they need a, a second pairing defenseman that can play on the right side because they've got Zub on term. They've got Shabbat okay. on term. Go get him that, then. There's a guy well, out there. There's a, You could have had the Jeremy Heronik, yeah. the guy that just went out there. Jer- Jerry Heronik, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're right. And You can't have your captain look at the other team and say, who wants a piece of this? Like, And, and then tell him the next morning, ah, we're going to get rid of a couple of guys. We're, we're, we're not yeah. doing it this year. Can't do it. Can't do well, it. I mean, it, it is interesting because I still think they're really in tough, you know, having yeah. to jump over teams, all of that. But it comes back to where I think we all thought they're playing meaningful hockey down the stretch. That's exactly That's right. That's kind and of what I We talk about culture. You can create, you can add to the culture if you say, guys, here's another player to help you along the way. And if right. it doesn't work out, we'll figure it out. Well, Dregs will answer that question. What does he think Ottawa does between now and Friday's trade deadline? What does this Vancouver-Detroit mean for the Canucks and their plans, but also Detroit? Are they accumulating pieces to go after someone else? What are they up to? And the Leafs are in Edmonton tonight. Dregs and Jerry coming up in the next hour. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app.